Welcome back to another edition of Charlie's Chatter presented by the Mental Dimes website. I'm your host, Chuck, along with the coach who's grinning as big as you can grin and Phil. So today we are talking about Mike Krzyzewski, the biggest news of the week in any sport, honestly. Mike Krzyzewski announcing that he will retire following the 2021-2022 college basketball season. So it's still a year, but it is official now. He is finally moving on going to retire from Duke, and are you shocked? Coach, please, let me get your general thoughts here. You're Mr. Basketball. Let's get your general thoughts real quick on this. I'm shocked. Yes and no. I think it's more of I'm not ready to let him go. Shock versus, you know, after last season when he pretty much just kind of came out and said, hey, we're we're not going to play until after Christmas because of COVID. It kind of, you know, if if you're looking back at what he did, it makes sense. Um, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, well, he, he knew he was going to step down, but as a big basketball fan, of course, you're just like, man, like it's, we're not, we're not, I'm not ready to let him go. And he has done a lot for college basketball. He's won five national championships. He's built a power at Duke. Duke did not have the success that people kind of identified Duke with before Mike Krzyzewski got there. They weren't horrible. But, Phil, what are your thoughts as well? Obviously, the coach not very shocked about this. Obviously, he might have had some insider news or something. He might have known this weeks ago. We don't know. But, Phil, what are you thinking about this? In in my opinion, Coach K is Duke basketball. When you think of Duke Duke basketball, you think of Coach K. And for the average fan, how many college coaches can they really name? But everybody knows Coach K. That's my opinion. I mean, because, I mean, like my wife, I said, Coach K, and she said, oh, yeah, I know who that is. So, I think for the average fan, like, they know who Coach K is. They know he's built a dynasty. And and as a coach, he's won 1,100 games. I mean, that's unbelievable to me. 1,100 games. I hope I get to coach 1,100 games. And, and he's I, won that many. I mean, you talk about with the average fan. I don't even think an expert fan can spell Krzyzewski, but everybody knows Krzyzewski. I refuse to try to pronounce it. What's that? I won't try to pronounce it. I'm calling it Coach K. I also agree with that. I I personally cannot spell it, and I do not know the correct pronunciation. So, Coach K is Coach K. I think it's Krzyzewski. I think think that's how it goes. I have no idea. Just to touch on what he's accomplished, as you said, (laughs) Phil, 1,100 wins and five national championships. He is Duke basketball. I don't think he could have summed it up any better than that. But then you look at where Duke has been the last couple of years. You look at what Duke handled with in the past season, where Duke ended. And still, I think a lot of people regard that 2018-19 season as a disappointing year. Duke did make the Elite Eight, but you had Zion Williamson. You had R.J. Barrett. You had an incredible team, a team that was anything short of a national championship was kind of a bust season. And – I don't know if that was kind of hanging off over his head along with COVID going into last season or what, but it's kind of, I didn't listen to the whole press conference today because I just kind of just, it got boring. It really just got boring. And his dance when he walked in was a little weird. If you guys didn't see, that was strange. I don't know. Coach, you would do something like that, honestly, the clapping and stuff. I'm just born with good moves. So, I mean, it is what it is. I don't think nothing of it. It's just, you know, I respect another man's game. I think it's, that's debatable. You're born moves. I don't really see that, but okay. We'll talk about that at another time. But I think it's 
I think it doesn't shock me. The hire to replace Krzyzewski after the ne- next season is shocking. John Shire, who has been there since he finished his pro ball, which he played over in Europe. He played in the Israel League, Israeli League. And so he was a Duke player. He's been there under Krzyzewski, played under Krzyzewski. He won the national championship with Duke in 2010. Uh, we won't talk about who they beat to get to the national championship. It's not fair. And it's been kind of culminating at Duke with who is going to be the next man up. I thought it was Jeff Capel, but Jeff Capel went on to Pittsburgh a couple of years ago. Poor guy's been in a hole. And so, Coach, how do you feel about this hire of John Shire? Because, frankly, before yesterday, I had no idea who the guy was. Yeah, I, I think you can go either way. I think you're going to have this argument regardless of who they hire. Um you know, I think one thing a lot of most, I mean, if you're not an avid basketball fan, you probably don't know Coach K's got the most wins all time. Like that's, I mean, he, he is the most all time winningest basketball coach in college hoops, for, you know, for Division One. So, I mean, they could have hired Rick Patino, and I think we could still be having this discussion of is this the right hire or not. Um, I mean, the guy's young. Um, from a basketball fan, I personally am questioning that just because you think about Duke hoops, the recruiting is probably going to take a hit because we can't be the only people in the world thinking who in the world is this guy. I mean, we're, you know, we've watched the game. We've studied the game. We know these coaches and they hire this guy and we're sitting here thinking like, I don't know who this guy is. So you look at these recruits who Duke's usually bringing in. I mean, I'd, I would love to know if Zion Williamson knew that guy before he committed to Duke. You know, would they have got Zion if Coach K had not been there? That's the real question. I mean, how how is this going to affect the recruiting? And obviously, time's going to tell. But I I think you know it's a questionable hire. But you know, Coach K built the powerhouse. Duke wasn't very good till he got there. So I guess we'll see how it turns out. And is this something that we could see put Duke kind of on the back burner for a few years? It would take because we you also go a few miles down the road. You go to Chapel Hill. And we have the same discussions about Hubert Davis, who was hired to replace Roy Williams this season. So now you have this major debate on, is this the right hire? What will this, ha- what will this do to the program? How far will we set back? Because Shire's not, it depends on what comes through with this season coming up. We don't know how Duke's going to be. Obviously Duke had a very down year this past season, but it questions how far of a hole is the program already in? which I don't think it's in that far of a hole, but did they di- di- did they kind of dive themselves a little bit deeper with this hire because of, we don't know who he is, but who knows? It could be a shot in the dark. Krzyzewski built himself a program at Army and was supposed to go to Iowa State because of Bob Knight, and then he doesn't take the Iowa State job and goes to Duke and was a bust. After a few years, he was expected to be gone, and people were mad that they weren't firing him. And look what happened there. So it's kind of, it is, like you said, time will tell on this. And Phil, what do you think? Is is it something that could put this program in the back back corner for a few years before we kind of see it back to where it was? I disagree. I like the hire. He's a Duke guy. He's from Duke. I mean, he played at Duke. He Trust Coach K. I mean, trust the guy. He's got 1,100 wins, five national championships. I mean, he's a pretty smart guy, apparently. Um I was reading something today that Coach K said, I only hire guys who want to be head coaches. On his staff, he only hires guys that want to be head coaches. So he's known this guy. He's, I mean, he, if he trusts him, I trust him. 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say Coach K is probably a lot smarter than I am, probably a lot smarter than Coach, maybe not you. But I, I think it makes sense. He knows the program. He knows what's going on. He knows the kids. I mean, he's the associate head coach already. I, I think it's a good hire. Coach, why are you laughing? I, it's funny because it, he, it's a very good point of we're, we're not there. We don't see – for all we know, Coach K is just being a face, and this guy has been running the program – the last three or four years I'm not even sure how long he's been on but I mean that that's a very good point um as far as that aspect goes we we don't know what he's been doing there um but yeah I mean is there really any room to argue with coach K when since he's been the most winning as coach no I mean Phil brings up the I mean that's that's kind of the I mean I can't even argue with that that's that's a very good point well this is the third program it's the history behind Texas Tech is not the same as North Carolina and Duke, but this is the third program that we've seen with major head coaching moves uh, either happening now or in the future with Duke. And all three programs have hired from within. So is this a new phase that we're seeing? And do you think we've talked about the hire of, we, we like the hire. We like what Shire is possibly going to bring to the program. At least Phil likes the hire. I don't know. I don't know about it. I really don't know. I, I don't hate the Hubert Davis hire as much, but I don't I don't know about this one. And I think it's more time will tell. But now you look at it, you have these three programs that are easily just a couple of years based off of names for North Carolina and Duke. And then Texas Tech has been a power for the last couple of years. What does this tell about college basketball and the direction it's moving where we do take these head coaches and they hire guys like Krzyzewski says, according to coach, I don't know how valid that statement is. It could be made up. And so you, he only hires guys that want to be head coaches. So now where is that moving college basketball? We're not going to go and pick guys out because for the longest time you saw coaches moving to other schools and not getting promoted from within. Before I answer that, I do want to know your justification. How, what are you justifying Hubert, Hubert Davis is a good hire versus this guy you're not a fan? Like what's your, how are you rating that on the scale? Okay, so I, I actually – I want to take a step back. I didn't mean that. I, I didn't mean that about Hubert Davis. Oh, Honestly, sure. I don't like the Hubert Davis hire as much because he's still within the family, the Dean Smith family, because in a way he's still connected all the way back to Dean Smith, even though it's been years since Dean Smith was the head coach. He was hired by Roy Williams. He played under Dean Smith. I don't know. It's, we're not talking about Hubert Davis, uh, the whole podcast, but it – goes back to you're tied still to Dean Smith. And if you want to infuse some new life and energy, don't you want to step away from what they call the family and move away from that? And so now what could that be what we're getting into with Shashevsky and the hire of Shire, the hire of Shire. There you go. Did you just come up off that top of your head? Yeah. That's good. Perfect. Bill, you want to take this and me chime in? I just think there's maybe not the big names out there. I mean, the big name coaches are getting older. I mean, this, maybe it's time, you know, to give some new guys a chance. I mean, as a coach myself, I'm glad I got a chance because the older guy stepped away. I mean, Zach's the same way. I mean, maybe there's just not the names out there. I mean, maybe the big guys are at home and they're ready to stay somewhere and they don't want to make that move. And I think it's maybe it's just time for some some new big names to appear that you never – I mean, before Coach K was at Duke, did everybody know who he was? True. Not a clue. So, well, I wasn't alive, so I wouldn't. None of us were alive, I don't think. Well, coach might have been. Feels older than me. Just saying. All right, maybe three months. <laughs> three months. 
Look, I think I think of it this way: if your program is hiring a new head coach, you're only going to hire within if you're ha- if you have a successful program. And you look at North Carolina and Duke. Now, granted, North Carolina, they both had down years in spurts, but as a program as a whole, they're always competitive. I mean, North Carolina's going they've been down once or twice in the past 10 years. Duke's been down once or twice, but they have been competitive programs. So if I'm hiring a coach, if my program has been successful, there's no point of hiring somebody new or, or hiring somebody outside of the family if um, if there's no need to if that makes sense. Now, Grant, now if we went two and 25 and we've only won a combined five games, you know, or we hadn't won a conference championship in the last five or 10 years. Yeah. Let's get somebody new. Let's, let's spark the plug. Um, but I, I mean, I, it feels kind of persuaded me in the last statement. I'm, there's no need to hire outside with it. You know, you've had success and in, in in coming up. Is someone really popular right now? Who's getting all the text messages? Not me. It's got to be coach down there. It's got to be you, not me. You want to answer for it? No, I ain't got no answer. Okay, no, but I I agree. I think it's kind of along the lines of if it's if it ain't broke, don't fix it because it's if it's gonna work, it's gonna work. And I think it is the brand of North Carolina, it's the brand of Duke. And so I think with Shashesky and what he did, there you'll never be down. But now let me take a let's take a leap over to just overall. Now that we've looked at, we've lost two of the winningest coaches in college basketball in a matter of months. One, well, again, this screws me up. Shashevsky is not retiring for a year. I kind of hated this because we're going to have the exact same press conference we had today in a year when he does retire. So we still have him for another season. But within a span of a year, we lose two of the best coaches in college basketball. So now you have to look at Jim Beheim, you look at Tom Izzo at Michigan State, and you look at my guy, Bob Huggins, to where how much now are you starting to look at and starting to put a clock on these older coaches that have been in the game for a while and think, is this just the start of a newer and newer wave moving into college basketball with guys like Chris Beard, who has built himself an incredible program at Tech and has used it to propel himself to Texas. And so you look at guys like that and Holtzman or Holtman, however you pronounce it, at Ohio State. So now is it that time where we are seeing a new wave of college basketball coaches that it's just going to continue down the line for the next three, five years? Whoever wants to take that one. Go ahead, Coach. It's a catch 40 for me. Uh, being a Syracuse fan, obviously we've got Jimmy Jim Beheim. You know, he said he's not leaving until he dies. I mean, he's he's not going to go. But as a personal fan of Syracuse hoops, you know, anytime I get frustrated, I'm ready for something new. I'm ready for a fresh perspective. I'm ready for somebody that's not going to run the two-three zone. Um, but I, as far as the way you're angling your question, you know, I don't know who else is out there. Rick Pitino was kind of the last big name as far as guys that could swoop up a big time job. And now that he's kind of, he's at um, my own and not coming out, you know, I, I don't know who there is to replace. John Beeline. He, John Beeline. Yeah. I mean, he, he already took, he just took that job with the uh, Pistons. He's not going nowhere. Poor guy. Yeah, he's, now he, he, he messed up, but I mean, I'm sure his wallet feels okay about it. I agree. I think it's, I think it's a lot of, 
we don't know who we have now to pick. And if Bayheim, I don't, I, I swear three years ago, that story came out that Bayheim was going to retire by the and, end of 2023. Hopkins was supposed to take over and then Hopkins took the Washington job and it, it just, it washed it up. He, I'm not sure if he was forced out or if Hopkins leaving made him re-question it or Bayheim just changed his mind. You know, that's kind of, I feel like that was what was happening with Bayheim. They were kind of, he changed his mind. He's like, hey, I don't want to leave now. But, you know, it worked out. He's he's getting us to where we want to go. We still ain't won the Natty in a while, but we're winning. So it's hard to complain. Yeah, you're winning barely. But all right. I Did think you need to give my man Bruce Pearl some respect. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just waiting for Bruce Pearl to be arrested and get in trouble again for the last time. And that's it for him. Cause he already did it once and he's kind of did it at a, on a micro level already at Auburn, but I agree. I like Bruce Pearl. I do like Bruce Pearl a lot. I like him. And who's the guy at, Oh my gosh. What's that guy's name? Well, I guess Scott Drew's not too young, but he's been there a while. He finally got his national championship. And he, I think you could still kind of count him in the newer wave of coaches because he hasn't been in the game too long. But it makes you question. If if you were going to take, obviously, a big-name coach and make them – well, I guess I guess the big-name coach is not the right word. If you were going to take a – if they had just opened the Duke job up and just said free-for-all, anybody can apply, anybody can come get it, is there anybody you would have said that's a good hire to take over? It – it's tough. Uh, you could say, well, you just you offer to John Calipari. He comes over, but no. I what like the game from that, though. Nothing. That's exactly it. But I like Beeline. I've liked Beeline for a long time. I think he. I think that was one of the biggest mistakes you could have ever made. He was at the prime of Michigan, and then he just drops it. But he probably wouldn't take it either. I don't know. Probably Patino. Probably Patino. Yeah. The only just, person I felt like might just make just the only person that could have took that job and made the biggest splash. I feel like if Mark Few would have came to the East Coast, but he's kind of in that same boat. I mean, he's the same boat as all these other guys. I mean, he built Gonzaga. Gonzaga basketball is Mark Few basketball, so there's no Mark reason Few. I believe. But I how cool! Mark I mean, that, that's the only guy I was thinking. I wrote down who would have just made this just a crazy hire. Well, didn't Mark Few – okay, hold on real quick. Let's just touch on – let's just kind of revitalize the college basketball in my mind right now because I told Phil before we started recording, I'm incredibly bored. There's nothing to watch. We're sitting around here trying to avoid watching the NBA playoffs. We're watching hockey, which the only thing I've gathered from hockey right now is the Penguins suck and the Toronto Maple Leafs continue to suck. But hold on. Didn't Mark Few just lose one of his main – his main assistant that he had had forever? Didn't he just lose that guy? Come on, coach. Come on, Phil. I don't know. No comment. Okay. <laughs> I think he did. I, we, we, we'll, we'll research that in a little bit. But I, hey, have, have, have the guys in the truck look that yeah, up. Yeah, okay. Tony, you get on it. Uh, okay, Tony's going to get it for me. No, but it it is interesting. I like that call on Few. I like what Few has done. And I think Mark Few, he's, he's gotten the love from experts. He's gotten the love from – college basketball fans that really know college basketball. And I think the only thing that's limiting the poor guy is he hasn't won that national championship. And the poor dude had to run in front of Baylor to try and win his first. But I, I don't hate, 
I don't know. I think the only reason why I'm not, oh my God, about this hire with, with John Shire for Duke is because I just don't know him. And if I knew him, if I recognized the name when he did get called up yesterday, I probably would be a little bit more excited. But other than that, I am rooting for it to suck because it's Duke. So why would any of us want Duke to be good? Am I wrong? They're in the ACC, so I'm pretty anti-Duke right now. Exactly. My, wife's, my wife's a Carolina fan, so I, I can't root for her team either. So Exactly. And North Carolina could be my school here in the next year and a half, so I, I definitely can't root for Duke. Definitely can't. But I, I don't I, I don't know about the hire. It's tough to figure it out when you look at everything that still has to go. We still have a year. We still have a year and a half till he'll, he'll even coach his first time. And who knows? What if something happens? What if something happens? What if he's behind the whole a scandal that comes out? What if he kills somebody? Somebody dies and he, he hit him with a car. I don't want to say that. I don't want to talk about coaches hitting people. You're, with cars. you're getting a little dark there, Chuck. Well, I, somebody's coach in this in this chat room killed someone on the highway last year, but we won't bring that up. Phil, do you know what I'm talking about? No. Jim Beheim hit a guy on a highway and killed him, and nothing happened. Coach, coach, would you like to speak on that? He didn't get in trouble. No. I think it's purely incidental. I was. I. I mean. Yes. I. I don't. I mean, it's hard to speak of the ill. Or the good ones that's going before us. Okay, I want to get. Okay, I just now I just want to get your general predictions. I don't know. Tony just got back to me. Okay. Arizona hired Gonzaga's assistant. That's right. That's right. And that guy looks like Sean Miller, so it works, actually. They look exactly the same. He looks just like Sean Miller, so that works perfectly. I don't think they'll, I think people will forget that Sean Miller was fired. But I thought, I thought Sean Miller was fired two years ago. He should have been fired four years ago. But I think I, I, I'll get, I'll wait to give my final thoughts. Phil, I'd like your final thoughts in kind of a general one, a general prediction of how this possibly possible upcoming season will go. And then just kind of an overview look ahead with this hire for Duke. All right. So I'm a stats guy. I, I want you to guess what Coach K's record was as the Team USA coach. Coach K, Coach Team USA, three gold medals. How many years? He has three gold medals. I don't yes. know. Three gold medals as head coach, or yes, head coach, yes. Oh. Um, because this blew me away. I'm, I'm talking about this is really impressive. Twenty-one and two. Is that or coach? I I really don't think he lost a game. I don't know 70, how many games. Seventy-five and one, boys. How the heck? How the heck? Seventy-five and one. God, that's remarkable. That's <laughs> remarkable. I mean, I, that blew me away, but, I, I mean, my Coach K, he, he's got to be on the Mount Rushmore coaches, to my oh, opinion. Oh, without a doubt. You got, well, I think you got John Wooden. Top. You got John Wooden. You got Pat Summit. You got Coach K. I oh, mean, we're doing men's and women's basketball? Who, who besides those three is up there? Uh, Roy Williams. Bob Huggins. I mean, Jim Beheim's the number two overall, so no. he's obviously going to be there. Yeah. Jim Beheim's name wasn't up there when they showed coaches that have won 1,000 games today. I mean, if if everybody got caught that had been that had been doing something illegal, he Coach K might not even be over five hundred wins. Oh, I don't. I, I come on. I think that's a shot in the dark. Now you know that is. Come on. That's definitely a shot in the dark, but it's one I'm willing to take. All right. Well, 
he didn't hit anybody with his car. So he'll so, retire without doing that. Nobody lives. Nobody lives in Durham anyway. So yeah, exactly. Big city. Syracuse is not that big of a city. No offense. No, it is actually. At least. It is. Yeah, it's a big city. I don't know. I don't. I don't go up there, so I don't know. I wouldn't know that. They got a minor league hockey team. Okay, hold on. Go back. We're, we're getting off the track here talking bad about Trebe right. Hyman is killing people. Phil, continue with your stats breakdown. Well, I, that, that stat just blew me away. But 1,100-plus wins, I mean, five NAS championships, 24 straight or straight NCAA tournaments, 24. I mean, three Olympic gold medals, 75-1 and one record, two World Cup gold medals. I mean, Coach K's got to be on the Mount Rushmore. Anybody they pick – will never be as good as him. Anybody. I don't care. Nobody will ever do what Coach K did because nobody will ever stay there that long. So this next guy could come in and do a great job, but the days of coaches coming in and staying somewhere for a long time are long gone. I believe that. I, I think there's just – we live in a society where that's not going to happen anymore. So this guy's going to come in. He's going to be there a couple of years. He's going to do good or he's going to do bad. Either way, he's not going to be there real long. I mean, that's just the way it is. He has one bad year. They're going to can him, even if he wins a national championship the year before. I think uh, it is It is definitely a part of that immediate success. If you just look at Shaka Smart, and he had just the torrential, torrential downpour of hate on him after two seasons. He lasted yep. a long time at UT, but they wanted immediate success because yep. of what he had done. And so I agree. I think, it's, I think it will be a short-lived, short-lived tenure as head coach despite – if he does win a national championship or whatever he does, I think it, you know, maximum, it's only a handful of years, but I don't know. Coach, give me your thoughts. Come on, hit me. I thought I, that, that is a great point. I don't think anybody ever coming in will ever, nobody's ever going to break that record just because they're not going to let anybody ever stay that long. Um, my, my last final thoughts. I think the reason there's so much controversy over this hire is nobody knows what this guy can do. Look at Coach K before he got the Duke job. He was an Army. He had he he, he had some success. He knew they you knew what you was getting when they hired him. Look at um, look at Roy Williams before he got to North Carolina. He was the head coach of Kansas. Had experience. Even look at John Wooden. John Wooden was a head coach before he got to UCLA. So the fact both of these schools are even if you look at North Carolina as well, they're both hiring head coaches with zero head coaching experience. That's what the biggest – that's why this hire is so controversial because you you have no idea what they're going to do. You don't know if they're going to change with – you don't know their personnel, their style. And so that's that's why there's so much controversy. There's neither head coach at either one of those programs has any – they don't even have anything on the record books. You type in Hubert Davis, there's nothing on all-time wins, losses. So that's – I mean – I think if, if they had hired somebody that at least had some some experience, like, for example, when Alabama hired Nate Oates, we, they knew what they was getting because he had such a successful career at Alabama. You know, that's – but, you know, that's, that's just kind of what's scaring people and that's what's making people talk just because nobody knows. But I also agree with Phil. He's, there's nothing he can do that's going to make him stay a long time. If he has success, he'll probably go NBA. If he doesn't have success – He'll get fired in three years. So, like him or not, he's not going to be there long. And I think it's good. And I honestly think it's very good for him 
regardless of what happens this upcoming season for Duke, I haven't looked at the recruiting class. I don't know what the expectations are for Duke. Obviously, it's emotions will be very high because it's Shashevsky's last season, so it, everything will count even more and more. And I think it's really good for Shire to come in. If it, if it were me, I really wish if I were Shire, I was hired now because you're coming in after a down year. So anything better than last year is a tremendous improvement. And so now you come in and who knows, watch them win the national championship next March. And so then he has to come in off of that. And then you, you get to join the program with the cries of why is Krzyzewski leaving now? We just won a national championship, yada, yada, yada. But I think it's, Hopefully, Duke fans have patience. I'd, I'm not a Duke fan. I don't know really any legitimate Duke fans to know how they generally feel about coaches, players, whatnot. And so hopefully they look past the overall success of the program, the overall just sight of the program under Krzyzewski and realize this is not Mike Krzyzewski anymore. Give this guy time because you will destroy coaches like Shaka Smart was destroyed at UT. UT burned that guy up. Good for him. He got out of there, went to Marquette because the draw for fans to require immediate success in immediate competition that says we can win a national championship within a year, within two years, it, it overshadows anything a coach can do. Shire could come out, win 25 games, compete for an ACC title and be very competitive and maybe get a sweet 16 tournament berth in a year or two years, and that would be very successful, but who knows? It just depends on the patience of Duke fans, and I agree with both of you. I think it's, it is a short-lived, and if it's a long-lived and he comes out and he coaches for 30 years, that's unbelievable. You look at, no program has ever done that, where you go from a guy that was there for an eternity, not as long as Bayheim at Syracuse, but just about as long by a couple years less, and then you jump to this guy and it could be just as long or you know a little bit shorter. It would be outstanding for Duke. Sadly, it would be for Duke, which we would all hate because it's Duke. But I think it will be a short tenure. I think it would be, we could look at, it follows the lines of Brad Stevens at P Butler, but Stevens built that program at Butler. This is now, can Shire maintain the success? And if he can maintain the success, and maybe rise above it and win their first national title in eight years when he makes the tournament in 2023, that would be pretty remarkable because then, then that would show something to where he could make it a jump to the NBA. Who knows? But I agree with the points made in this podcast. I think we've really enlightened the public with this. I think this was touching. This is very good. A side thought. Okay. How does this, all right, I got two of them. How does this affect the recruitment aspect? It obviously just boosts it, right? They know who they're going to be their head coach. He's probably doing the head of the recruiting, I would assume. That's the thing, and that's a good point because you look at – I'm going to tie this in with West Virginia because I know this because of covering them, so I have a little bit more knowledge on that. It's not Huggins that's recruiting these guys. It's Larry Harrison's recruiting these guys. It's Eric Martin who's recruiting these guys. Who is possibly going to be the new Cincinnati head coach, mind you? And so that's the thing. With a guy like Shire, who has been the associate head coach now, this will be his fourth season when he does it, or fifth season. That shows he obviously has a major part in recruiting. But now, I think, I don't think it negatively affects it to where, oh my God, what happened to Duke basketball? But it will, it won't be the same, I don't think, at least for a couple of years, because there's no Mike Krzyzewski. 
And like Phil said earlier, Mike Krzyzewski is Duke basketball. And so I think it affects it a little bit, but it doesn't destroy it to where it's just unbuildable. Duke also recruits itself. It's Duke. People want to go to Duke because it's Duke. People want to go to Kentucky because it's Kentucky. People want to go play for Alabama because it's Alabama. I mean, that's just the way it is. Duke's going to recruit itself. They're going to get good players year in, year out. It doesn't matter. That's a very good point. All right, the other, the other part of it, how does this affect the coaching aspect? Now, granted, I've not been there, and I, and I don't know what the dude has done on staff. But if I'm at practice and I am a five-star player, or even if I'm not a five-star player, if I know I'm coming back to Duke next year, Coach K says something, and I'm like, man, that is stupid. I'm going to turn over and look at Shire and be like, what do you think about that? Do you think that has any effect on this upcoming season? Or are they going to be so close in sync? It's just. I think it's too, I think they're too tightly knit. It's Krzyzewski. I think that's, that's all you need to know. It's Mike Krzyzewski. It's his program. We're thinking too much. What's that? I said, you're right. Just thinking too much. Yeah, I think it's. We're trying to make there be problems that there's not. There's not. It, we want. We would love that. We would love that. <laughs> we really would. We know we would. We would love that to happen because you want that drama, especially in his last year, and so you and then you want them to possibly overcome that drama. But I don't think so. I think it's they're so tightly knit, and obviously Shashevsky really trusts Shire. He coached him. He's been his coach since Shire turned to coaching after he was finished with pro ball in Europe, and so he trusts him. He's risen through the ranks. He's done a tremendous job with his, obviously, if he's gotten all the way up to associate head coach, and now he's being handed this program when he will be, what, 34 years old next year. So I, I don't think so. I don't think there's anything there. Yeah, that's just, I'm just trying to make stuff up. Drop that would be a good storyline, though. Oh, that would be a great storyline. We would have to set one of us up in Durham for the whole season and get insider access like John Feinstein over here. Be yep. perfect. <laughs> I, 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 I vote. I vote Phil. When you got to be in the same vicinity. You got to be able to see uh, Cameron. You can't just call dibs not being there. Yeah, exactly. I, know, I, I just called dibs. <laughs> I caught it in my head. Don't worry. <laughs> but I think any more side thoughts? Because you kind of threw a couple there late at us. You got another one. Bayheim didn't actually hit somebody with his car. Or? I mean, that's all – you know, funny you mentioned, that's actually a myth. That was Bayheim's evil twin brother, Toby. Grim. Grim. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have no more comments on Jim Bayheim. I don't like good. Jim Bayheim. I went to press conferences after Syracuse beat West Virginia. I don't like Jim Bayheim, and I don't like his son either. And then his new son, his Ivy League son, uh, it's Jim. Jimmy. J- Jimmy, okay. Jimmy. Obviously, the guy loves himself because he names his son Jimmy. So there you go. And the or it could be Jim Bayheim. You know, Jim Bayheim's actual name is Jimmy Bayheim. So it's not cool. I mean, obviously, Jim Bayheim was just looking for friends because he named one of his sons Buddy and the other one after him. So he's just looking for a friend. So it's all right. It's all right. I think our next Andrew, episode, we're just going to bash Jim Bayheim the whole time. I would love that. It's all right. It's all right. Y'all go ahead. You go ahead. You're not, you're not going to be on there anyway. You're going to be late. You're going to be on a walk. No, okay. So, <laughs> exercise. <laughs> I'm just glad I figured out who this Coach K guy was. 
Yeah, seriously. Gosh, you knew a lot about him for not knowing who he was like four hours ago. That's pretty good. Wikipedia <laughs> came in handy. Obviously, oh, one Wikipedia thought. Still didn't think this was true, but I thought it was true. According to Wikipedia, John Shire in high school scored 21 points in the game's final 75 seconds of play. I don't. Not true. That, I think that's true. That's not points in 75 seconds. 21 points in 75 seconds. I mean, it ain't impossible, but I, that's 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 on another level. If he did that, surely he at least got drafted. All right, you're right. He was Mr. Illinois basketball, so. Hey, ask Tony if he can get some uh, video footage of that for us. I, I don't think he – I'll ask Tony, but Tony – yeah, Tony said he doesn't waste his time. So I, don't, I don't want to waste Tony's time. He doesn't want to waste our time. Perfect. Coach is frozen. So it looks weird. We lost Coach. Okay, we'll just wrap it up there. This was a good – I think this is a very, very good in-depth Duke basketball episode – we got to figure out, Phil. I think it's going to be up to you what we talk about next week. I don't know what we can do, but we'll have to figure it out. Maybe right. somebody get arrested. Just be on time next week, Charlie. Uh, all right, all right, fine. But that is it for another episode of Charlie's Chatter presented by the Mental Dimes. I'm episode your host two. Chuck. Episode two. I'm your host Chuck. That was the coach and Phil. In his first episode with us, he will be a regular participant. He'll probably be leading this whole thing in a matter of weeks, but we will let you know what we're doing next week via Twitter. The coach has that locked up pretty good. He's kind of been tweeting a lot lately. I don't I even know what half the tweets are. No, it's Phil. He's been tweeting a lot lately, apparently. You like my tweet? I've been quoting movies. Yeah, you're quoting a lot. So I was like, I don't get what these mean. But Chuck, what's your favorite movie, like sports movie? Greatest all-time sports movie. Give me a moment. It, it's got to be, oh, probably Coach Carter. Yeah, Ooh. Coach Carter. That's a good one. Samuel L. Jackson, can't beat him. You want to talk back to that guy? Name him as a head coach. Oh, my God. Make Samuel L. Jackson head coach. There you go. I'd That's like it. I'd like it better than John Shire. I'd be more confident. Agree to disagree. Okay. All right. Well, we'll discuss it. We'll debate it next week. That'll there be our go. next one. We'll debate it next week. But that is it. Charlie's Chatter, episode two from the Mental Dimes. And that we'll see you guys next time.